This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to episode two of Drumroll, the <laughs> the Influential CEO Podcast. So, jokes on me. Last week, we actually have had a name change since recording last week's episode. So officially now, you would have already seen this in the name change and first episode or the first episode wouldn't have made a lot of sense. (laughs) You know, you would have gotten told, welcome back to Riley May, even though you were listening to the Influential CEO podcast. So we have landed in name change. I'm feeling very good about it. And really why I driving here listening to Childish Gambino made this decision was because <laughs> it feels like it's very all-encompassing for what this podcast actually is and it now gives us sort of a direction to actually lead within the podcast which feels really really cool so we are called the influential CEO by Riley May and just thank you for being here I'm excited for this new this new era of this podcast yeah that's Me good. Too. It's so good. That's good. Weekly update. What I've been up to the last week, it's been full on. I'll be honest. I walked in and I personally said it was Friday. <laughs> so I've said it was Thursday, which indeed it is. And we've all got the, we've, we've got everything mixed up, but it is Thursday today. And this week has been big because tomorrow morning I'm off to New Zealand, which is so exciting. And it's funny all week I've been feeling like, wow, I'm in such a good mood. I'm just having the best week of my life. And then I was like, okay, what's the common denominator with how I feel every five-ish weeks? I'm about to CT. Yes. (laughs) That's why you're in such a good mood. Yeah. And really based on my cycle right now, not that I fully play victim to this, but I am very in tune with my period, my cycle. I know how I should be feeling at certain times within the month. I technically should be on a decline, but I'm actually feeling like I'm on a high. Interesting. Mm, but I know that's just because I'm about to CT. So man. Yeah. He has that effect on he you. He does have that effect on me. <laughs> Eight years deep, but yeah. it's good. And yeah, I can't wait to see him tomorrow. So I'm just having that day of feeling like, okay, I'm recording some podcasts. I'm doing a heap of shit behind the scenes and I need to pack for New Zealand tomorrow. But because I've been deep in Europe prep, I feel like I'm on top of all of the passports, charges, just all of the the little knickknacks that honestly I've never had when it's come to travel. I feel yeah. like I, I couldn't be more prepared. I am actually a little bit nervous as a Euro summer summer girl as well. Like, what have I missed? Because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I've been deep in. It's funny. I re-downloaded TikTok and I don't even have an account. So I just dabble in being like user 1285, <laughs> like whatever it's going to be. And I've just been looking at all of travel hacks and long haul uh, yep. flights and things like that. Because last time T and I went to Europe, not that T's coming this time, but it was in 20... 20- I think 18 towards the end of school or when I finished school rather. So when we went then, I had no money. I was, you know, we were just, we were getting through. We just yeah. wanted to go to Europe. I was honestly cold for the entire month that we went because it was the middle of winter and I couldn't afford to have nice <laughs> warm clothes, honestly. He walked around in shorts the whole time. I had like a ripped cut off jeans and it was minus something. Wow. So a whole thing. But this time around, good news is I can't afford clothes. Yes. So we're sorted for summer. But I have been like deep in Amazon finding all of these different things that I can use for flights and all the things just to make myself comfortable. Yes. My f- housemate actually sent me this reel of a travel pillow that I want to buy. And mm. it's like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like you blow into it. So it's, it's an inflatable scenario. Mm. And it just looks like I'm like, I'm going to buy it. And this yeah. is like luxury traveling. 
Way better than 18-year-old travel. Yeah, it is. It's a blow-up pillow, but it's giving luxury. Yeah. Is it business class? It's not. No. But it's a blow-up pillow for $16 from Amazon. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> Stay humble. Literally. <laughs> no, I know. I have been deep in the pillow hunting and I still haven't found the pillow. I'm going to send you this. Yeah, I think I need to. There's the ones that... So Taylor and I are actually sitting in a row with extra leg room. So I'm pretty sure it's the middle of the plane. There's right. like the wall the situation exit. in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I'm thinking, okay, I don't have a chair that I can prop my feet up on, or I don't have something Mm. that I can lean on in front of me. You know, there's no table. There's no table. I haven't thought about this. How am I going to work? Oh God, she's going to have to take Mm. a couple hours off. (laughs) (laughs) Going to have to take 14 hours off. That is inconvenient though. As if, no, but don't you have... Maybe you would. You've well, got I've never a- been an exit row. This is luxury for me. No, you do have around. a table for sure. Okay. Because like that, otherwise, how would they feed you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're that's paying good. extra, you're getting a table. Well, that's what I hope. And it's funny because the leg room wasn't too much extra. I really did want to fly premium economy, which was a little bit more. And we couldn't find flights or anything to actually make that work. And then I'm thinking, oh, am I going to do business class? But honestly, and it's so funny, one of the listener cues actually asked me, do I fly economy business or first class? Mm. And I laughed because I'm like, imagine if I flew first class because it feels like a bit of a pipe dream. Yeah. Not that I couldn't in all honesty, but I just don't see the value in spending 20K on flights well it's also like you're going with your girlfriends Mm. and it's like do you want to be separate well no it's not necessarily necessary it's not and I feel like as long as I have a bit of extra leg room I can sit through the punish that is a 14 hour flight yeah and then a seven hour flight yeah totally but it's fine yeah anyway that's sort of where I have been and what I've been up to aside from that I have been doing business (laughs) alongside the euro prep and the travel um and right now Molly and I are doing so much behind the scenes and she has been balls deep in systems and structure and nutting out the back end of notion and all these different kind of platforms that we're now looking to utilize for the podcast and programs and different things like that so I'm feeling very solid and good and in where businesses sitting and just the offers that I'm creating and what we've got planned for the next few months. A bit of a pet hate. I do dislike when people are like, you should see what I've got coming and you should see what's happening behind the scenes. But truly, there is a bit moving behind yeah. the scenes. I'll vouch for that. There's so much more clarity with your podcast as well, which mm. I love. Yeah. I've just come in this morning on one and I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I you guys good. have a lot to look forward to, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited for this podcast to take a new direction because a part of me has always probably felt a little bit conflicted with, okay, is it going to be solely business? Is it going to be more personal? Am I, you know, having fun on the podcast? Is it more educational? And kind of finding the balance between the two, but now landing in the name change, the rebrand, the Instagram, the Facebook community, what the episodes are going to actually be feels really good. And I know there's going to be so much value just packed in these episodes from more of a way of feeling like you're just chatting to a friend, but then also so much to do with business and back end and what's moving and how you can really elevate your human, but equally focus on your business and see growth in both areas, which excites me because that's, that's my thing. Yeah. That's what you mm. do. And I yeah. think as well, like now the podcast is, a, it's now it's the influential CEO. It's actually like an entity of its own. Like mm. you're a human, you're a coach, you've got your work, but also now when you come in to record your podcast, you're just going to be like, okay, the purpose here is to how are we going to make you influential? Like mm. the person listening, which yeah. is cool. And that's exactly it. It's like, how can we make you influential and how can you just amplify what you've already created? So now it's really looking at, yeah, the episodes are going to be 
amazing for you to really just reflect and look at what you're wanting to implement within your life, your business. It doesn't even matter if you're not literally a CEO yet, or you don't have a business or you don't have aspirations to be in business. There's just going to be so much value through the actual content and what we're speaking to and how that can be applied to your career, what you're moving through in your life, relationships, health, whatever it may be, because I feel like a lot of my teachings and even my background, you know, going from PT, online coaching and mindset coaching and all the different things, there's a massive undertone of of all of those different topics that are kind of tied into focusing on business, but really we're looking at mindset overall and how that can really just elevate the way that you lead your life, your business and all of the things. Absolutely. The influential CEO of your life as well, Mm. like take control. Yeah. Let's go. What's actually on the cards for today? We are speaking to Yes, the Fuck You Can. I'm excited. Mm, It feels good, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And really, for me, I was thinking about different episodes and things that we could speak to. And a big theme in my life right now is really, I guess, reflecting on where I've been in business and what has literally led me to this point now where I'm doing some really incredible things. And I'm really, I guess, reflecting in a sense of gratitude of, wow, I've done that. Mm. And something that I've always done in my life and specifically in my business is one, I'm a very stubborn person. (laughs) And anyone that knows me knows that. I don't ever want to do things that I don't want to do. And what I do want to do, I know I'm absolutely going to do and execute. Yeah. Because I get a bit tunnel visioned and I just, I know what I want. And with that, I really noticed the part where I've never said no to anything. And if I want something, I absolutely know I'm going to achieve that thing. Yeah. And it really is the energy of, yes, the fuck you can. And that is what you would credit to so much of your success, right? Like mm. it's like the difference between the person who does and the person who doesn't. It's just the fact that they believe they can, mm. which is so interesting. Have you ever though, like, have you ever had limiting beliefs? Like you have to have obviously. And how did you break through that? Because the person listening is probably like, yeah, you can like, you know, they've already mm. got that, but like, where have you had that actual limitation somewhere not to the extent of the people who obviously are struggling through it and how did you actually rewrite that in that split moment if it even if it is just for a second how did you correct it Mm, I feel like the biggest thing when it comes to actually clocking and looking at the internal stories that play out when it comes to your limiting beliefs is also noticing the part where there is actual truth to your limiting beliefs right? Nine times out of 10, we create our beliefs through conditioning, our upbringing, what we've experienced, and then equally what we've come to believe and then what data we've collected to support what we believe is true. And I think a lot of the time we actually miss the part where we are consciously collecting data to support whatever we believe is true about ourselves. And that further perpetuates whatever is limiting us in either a negative or or positive way. And whenever I think about that, and when I learned more about like human psyche and my mindset and conditioning and all the different things, it's insane sort of what started to shift knowing that when I noticed things that were limiting me, so whether that was fear of judgment, or I was afraid of what people would think of me, or potentially I didn't believe that I could trust myself to execute something. There's, I guess, so many ways that can play out, especially when you start a business, because I do believe, and I've said this before on the podcast, but being in business is the biggest mirror Yeah, for anything that you haven't processed, anything that you're moving through, you know, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of failure, name your thing. 
yeah it will probably come up for you at some point in your journey if not over and over and over and over with every new level and if you're not aware of your conditioning if you're not aware of your stories or your limiting beliefs it's so easy for them to feel and be all consuming and for them to be the thing that actually stops you yeah from moving in your business so if I didn't have the awareness around why potentially I would fear judgment that's just going to feel true for me yeah. Right. And I'm never going to challenge that. I'm never going to question, well, why do I actually fear judgment? What am I afraid of being perceived as? What is it that I'm actually trying to preserve in myself that's holding me back from executing or doing whatever the thing is that I'm afraid of being judged for? Yeah, totally. Mm. That, uh, what you said about like, we've actually got the evidence that, you know, there's mm. truth to the limiting belief, but then choosing, hey, that's a past, like that's happened, but the future doesn't have to look the same. Mm. First, you need you need to see it to free it and you need to feel it to heal it and then bang, you're on. I love it. I love your analogies. <sighs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. Glad. And it's true because I think the biggest part in all of that is actually giving credit to what has been true, what does feel true and not not bypassing genuine feelings, genuine emotion around how hard something can actually feel to overcome, Mm. right? Because there's two parts. It's like, yes, as humans, we have the power of choice, but it's so easy to go, just choose different and things will be easier. It's like, yes, that's a component. But until you acknowledge why you feel the way that you feel or why you've developed a belief that you've developed, it's going to be more than just choosing different. Yeah, absolutely. Way more. And it's easy, I think, to bypass that. And this is kind of where the conversation, I guess, around grit comes in. Yeah. Right? Because you can have all the awareness and you can know all of the things. But then there's a point where it's like, oh, am I potentially now playing into this limiting belief because I've got the language for it? Yeah. It's because my dad used to say X to me. It's because my best friend in high school used to reject me. It's because someone once upon a time told me that I looked a certain way or I was too loud or I was whatever, like insert thing. And if we know that's true, there's going to naturally be a part where it's like, there can, it's like this fine line and we've all experienced it. There's this part where it's like, yes, this is true. You're moving through it. You're working on sort of transcending whatever the belief is and kind of rewriting stories around that and just questioning like, oh, is this something that I actually want to continue to believe? Is this something that's actually true for me? And then it's looking at where you potentially continue to play into that story now that you've got language because there's actually a lot of secondary gain. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, explain that. Mm. Explain what the secondary gain would be to Mm. use one of your examples. So being too much, Mm. right? You recognize that that's a belief. What would be the secondary gain of like that being your truth? So looking at the too much example or even let's just say there was a belief around, um, yeah, too much, too loud, too whatever, too Mm. obnoxious, too confident. The secondary gain in believing that is potentially you don't have to show up online and I'm going to speak to business. Potentially you don't have to voice your opinions. Mm. potentially you don't have to go live on Instagram potentially you don't have to sell your offer because oh I don't want to be too much and I know that this is true for me because back in the day I was told that I was too much you know Mm -hmm. so then you don't have to sell your offers it's like you're losing both times yeah exactly and the gain in it is we get to avoid discomfort yeah ultimately and this is where I challenge myself in this a lot and I challenge you listening if you do one thing that challenges you or causes you a level of discomfort daily in a positive way your entire life will change Mm -hmm. your entire life will change when I think about my journey in business my journey in my own personal development and 
just everything, right? Relationships, friendships, like name your thing because this really plays into so many areas in your life. If you choose the hard thing in the moment, you will always have a better outcome. You know, we know that growth comes from leaning into discomfort. We've been told that since day one, but really when you take that and you think about how that can be applied, it's insane to think about what you could be achieving in your life right now, what relationships you could be strengthening, what you could be learning about yourself, who you could become Mm -hmm. if you just chose hard. Absolutely. And chose discomfort Mm. and trusted that you could actually hold yourself in that, right? It's strengthening your tolerance to discomfort. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing that we get to speak to. We're so afraid often as humans to ever lean into discomfort, to ever feel any sort of like icky or negative emotion. And because we associate these emotions with something that is uncomfortable, we avoid it like anything else, right? If we can choose discomfort, we're like, okay, (laughs) let's go be comfortable for a second, which is perfect in the short term. Absolutely. It's perfect. It's comfortable. But where is your life in 50 years time if you choose comfortable every day? It's not where you want to be. It's not. Yeah, Mm. it's interesting. I think as well, like certainly if people who are on this journey of self-development and like pushing themselves, it's like sometimes discomfort looks like, you know, looks like taking it easy. Like on the weekend, I had no plans on Sunday morning and I was like, whoa, I've got space and time and it was so uncomfortable. I kept like looking at my emails and I'm like, no, don't get on your emails. Nothing's urgent. Like Mm. stop, stop doing that. And it was so uncomfortable, but it was so necessary. I felt coming into the week so much more relaxed Mm. because I did that thing. So I think it's also having the awareness of like what actually is uncomfortable. Like society says, you know, speaking in front of people is uncomfortable and then you do it. But if you don't actually find that uncomfortable, that doesn't count as your thing for that day. Mm. You know, don't just take the validation you got to think yeah. like, okay, what's uncomfortable for me? It might be actually just being honest with your friend when they ask, like if they're annoying you or something really small. But like, mm. I feel like that's where the growth is. And I think a lot of people in this day and age are like, oh no, I'm always putting myself out there. Like I'm always on my stories. I'm like, that's great. That someone else is uncomfortable, but what's yours? And are, mm. you, are you actually taking that action? Yeah. And that's so true in saying that every single person's discomfort will look different. And even using your weekend example, it's like your discomfort is potentially challenging the part of you that wants to be perceived as hardworking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you, it's like, oh, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix feels really fucking challenging because then I'm not, then I'm not hardworking. Then I'm not actually confirming to myself that this is who I am and I'm such a hardworking person. And if someone walked in the room and saw me chilling, what would they think about me? Absolutely. Oh, I'm relaxing. I can't relax because I'm so hardworking. So it's really a lot of it just comes back to concept of self and what you're trying to preserve and what you're trying to be perceived as. Absolutely. Which is huge. Yeah. And it's like having the awareness of like where that came from and having compassion for yourself of, oh, okay, that came from because when I grew up, you know, you always had to be on the go. Like I remember like when um, I was young and like dad would come home and as soon as I'd hear his car, I'm like off the couch, like quick, look yes. like you're doing something productive, homework, whatever it might be. And I'm like, oh, that's what what's playing out. Do I want that to be true now? It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just going to dismiss that. And then, yeah, that's where your work begins. Huge. And even in that, I, I love that example. And I use that in Align Body, my mm. eight week mindset course. But I use that often where it's like when our partners come home, when our parents come home, when a friend comes home, whoever you live with, do you jump off the couch and start doing something? Yeah. And a lot of that goes back to good girl conditioning. Absolutely. 
so much of it. That's what it is. That is exactly what it is. It's like we think that we need to present and be a certain way based on societal norms, based on conditioning, based on what our parents told us, based on what we saw, based on what we read, based on what we heard, all these different things. And a lot of our challenge, I believe, as female influential CEOs, women in business, is actually overcoming those societal norms, our conditioning around being the good girl, because the good girl and being a a badass in, in business actually can't coexist. Exactly. It can't. That's why the good girl conditioning does exist. So, you know, we're not taking up space and like going after it because people don't want like, sorry, people, I would say society, someone up there doesn't want people to be entrepreneurs like, Mm. so that they're not going to make it easy for you. Exactly. And a lot of the time people gain a lot from women being the good girl. Absolutely. You know, there's so much gain. I, we gain so much from being the good girl. It's it, yeah. it's like choosing to be liked over, you know, being happy really. Essentially. And it's putting everyone else's needs, desires, wants before your own because you want to be the easygoing one. Yeah. Because you want to be the palatable one and you want to be the one that's liked and all these different things. And we're really taught to a degree to just sit down, be quiet, do your thing. And when we challenge that, right, and we – start a business or we start to move up in our career or we're in a position of power or potentially we're not doing the norm within society or whatever it could be and we're challenging our conditioning in that because all of a sudden I'm taking up space I'm earning a lot of money I'm in a position of power I'm making big decisions I need to be direct in my communication I need to set boundaries like there is a big fuck off list that we could go down when you think about good girl conditioning and challenging that but when we start to do that you're going to ruffle some feathers absolutely which means there's going to be a lot of discomfort that you're going to naturally meet in your journey because when we're challenging all of that conditioning and it goes beyond even what our parents told us it goes beyond you know what we heard there's there's so much of it everywhere and I do believe that we're in sort of a generation and a time now where it's shifting yeah we can see it everywhere but when we think about this conversation of, you know, yes, the fuck you can. Yes, the fuck you can overcome this conditioning. Yes, the fuck you can send it in your business, in your career, in your life, in whatever it is that you want to do. And it's trusting that you will do and can have the tolerance to actually hold that discomfort, knowing that whatever conditioning, limiting belief, judgment that you're faced with, because it's inevitable in your journey, You actually have the emotional intelligence and tools within you to challenge that, to hold that, and to actually navigate that in a way that's going to serve you moving forward. Mm, Totally. It's huge. Yeah. I think that that's just, yeah, well said. It's just my story for the day. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) It's just my story. And I guess biggest takeaway from this really is obviously the title, Yes, the Fuck You Can, but trusting that regardless of any hurdles, you faced in your journey in business, in life, in relationships. It's knowing that you do have an internal compass within you to clock anything that's coming up. So whether it's seeing someone's behavior play out, seeing your own behavior play out and going, oh, what is that? Yeah. Right. It's really the energy of getting curious. And I think if we can all adopt that more and just get curious with your own behavior, your patterns, what you say, what you do, what you retreat from, what you lean into, there's so many examples of this. But once you start to just get curious around the way that you operate, you are met with so much clarity because all of a sudden you're not a victim to your shit. You're not a victim to your life or the way things are, quote unquote, in terms of your mindset. You actually start to challenge it. 
Yeah. And in that challenge, things start to shift because you've got a heightened awareness now. And when you go to post on your stories, but there's this like little voice in the back of your head going, what if someone judges you or you can't be that obnoxious or like you can't share a win, whatever. You're going to be able to really challenge that so much easier knowing that, oh, that's that thing. Yeah, totally. That's that story. It's like you can actually survive that judgment that if it does come, Mm. you know, it's just the self-trust of like, if someone does judge me, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not judging me. And that's the important thing. And that is the biggest thing when we speak to good girl conditioning, because majority of, and I am generalizing, but because majority are conditioned to, to be this way, we're judging ourselves. Yeah. Right. We really are afraid of our own judgment. I, you know, might post stories and I'm a little bit obnoxious or cheeky in my language. And I'm like, I'm 22 and I make bank, whatever. I'm lying if there's not a part of me that goes, <gasps> yeah, I'm not allowed to say that. Like, I'm not allowed to be honest. I'm not allowed to be obnoxious. I'm not allowed to take up space. That is 100% the stories that are running in my mind. But me challenging that in that moment is going, yeah, I actually feel XYZ way based on what is the norm, what's accepted, what's encouraged, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's me transcending. That's me creating new evidence, new data to support that I'm actually safe to do that. Absolutely. And yeah, it, it's huge, but it's it's trusting that you can do the hard and uncomfortable thing to collect new data to support a new belief that's actually going to serve you and propel you in your business as well. I think the most tangible thing you can do as well is be aware of your own thoughts, of your own judgments, like you said, but also an indication like when you're first starting out with this stuff is where are you judging others? Because what you'll realize is what you're judging in them is something you're judging within yourself. So to transcend, to start that process is like dismiss that judgment. Be like, you know what? Mm. If it's taking up space online or something, like if you if you seriously feel like ick about someone, you know, taking up space online, choose to see that differently because in turn, mm. you'll release the judgment of yourself and in turn, be able to start releasing this good girl conditioning and actually, yes, the fuck you can. Whatever the thing. You can. I love it. And it is, again, getting curious with the judgment. Mm. I think that's the best thing that you can do for yourself in any kind of integration of this. It's it's all an opportunity, right? That presents. It's like if you're starting to judge someone, it's like, oh, what is that for me? Yeah. You know, are they loud? Are they being straightforward? Are they taking up space? Are they honest? Are they direct? Like what's the thing that feels really um, repelling to me right now and what feels sort of activating and triggering because that is going to be a very clear insight to what you're not allowing yourself to be, to express, to say. And it comes with so much clarity because if you're getting repelled by someone being loud or obnoxious, it's like, wow, I don't let myself speak my truth. Yeah. I don't let myself take up space. And in that you get to go, okay, well, where am I not taking up space? That's where my work lies. Yes. And so much will, so much will shift. So much will change. And yeah, it's a big conversation. Oh, froth it. Listener questions. You've asked Riley May will answer. (laughs) Okay, here we have it. Question number one, have you ever come across a client who you realized you weren't able to work with because you could tell coaching wasn't their strength slash they were, sorry, strength slash they were in strength slash they were in it for the wrong reasons? This is a good question. I actually haven't experienced a, a client or a private client being in my space when I felt they weren't in integrity. Or I felt like they weren't there for the right reasons, which is is really cool. And I'm so glad that I haven't had that experience. Have I seen people in the industry that I potentially believe are in it for the wrong reasons? I feel like I have. 
Yeah. And I would say that that probably goes for any industry, right? I would say there are teachers that probably aren't teaching for the right reason. There's probably nurses that aren't nursing for the right reason. I don't think this is subjective to the coaching industry. I do think that would happen everywhere. And the funniest thing with this is they won't last. Yeah, exactly. Right. It doesn't bother me in the sense that if it was a client, it would be a different story because I would feel some level of responsibility in actually voicing what I see. Yeah. And I believe I would. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in the situation, so I can't speak from experience. But if I saw something happening in a private container and it wasn't an integrity or it wasn't honest or it wasn't actually serving the purpose of what that person was trying to do, be or achieve... There's responsibility and that is the mentor. Yeah, agreed. And there would be no way that I, I couldn't speak to it directly. And again, it comes back to standards, right? It's like that's the standard that I expect my mentors and people in my world to, to hold me to. So I would be doing the same for the client as well. But in terms of, I'm not that this is a question, but it doesn't bother me when I see it because there's no longevity in that. You know, it's like anything you do, you start running when you hate running. You're not going to run for very long. Yeah, exactly. You know, at some point you're going to stop running and go home because you don't want to run. And that's the same with starting any business. If you're in anything for the wrong reason, it's not going to last. There's too much separation. There's too much resistance. There's going to be too much or too many hurdles rather that that person's going to be met with based on the intent that they're moving with. And it's going to be just a lesson for them at the end of the day. But if it was a client, I'd be speaking directly to it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Approved. (laughs) (laughs) okay so this was the question we kind of spoke to at the start but what is your preferred way to fly economy biz or first and why yeah so what's my preferred way to fly ultimately first class yeah have I experienced it I haven't but (laughs) but I can assume that is the nicest way to fly and for sure it's a goal one day I want to be going to Europe in first class Mm. or at least business yeah and like I said, I, I absolutely could, you know, a part of me is like, I could do that. It doesn't feel like a clean way to invest my money. It doesn't feel like it's a value of mine. I think it's really important when it comes to investing in anything. And I do see travel or flights or accommodation and things like that as an investment. Yeah, of course. You know, absolutely. But that's not an investment to me. You know, yeah. it's 24 hours, you suck it up, you sit on your, you sit on your chair you get your shit off Amazon and you get as comfortable as you can get on an economy flight. But next year, I would love to go back to Europe with T because his sister lives in Switzerland and she's about to give birth, which is super exciting. So they'll be like, yeah, she'll be one by that point and things like that. So I definitely want to go back if I can fly business. And if if I'm in a position rather where I feel really good about spending whatever the, the money is on that flight, then I'd be doing it. But for now, it's not a value. I'm not spending my money on it. I'm someone who's, you know, if I'm going to drop 7K on a flight, I'm dropping that on a bracelet. Like I'm dropping that on a piece of jewelry that's on my body forever. And I get to look at it every day and just love that. So that's kind of, for me, a values thing where I value more the experience and the thing than just being comfortable for 24 hours. Although I do value comfort one day. Yeah, I think it's just literally asking the question of like, yeah, does, is this where I want to spend my money right now? No, yeah. and being honest, yeah. not just flexing. You know, mm. you could. Yeah, I don't want to flex. You're obviously not <laughs> that person, but like people aren't in integrity and they just do it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I'd rather flex a really good pasta in Italy. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Costless, some- tastes better, experiences. Yeah. So if I think about values, actually interesting. So what do I value? I value freedom. I value food. Yep. <laughs> so with that, the money's going to go towards food. Yeah. When I get there. 
and experiences. And yeah, I just can't get my head around what it costs to be in that seat as of now. That will change. I can guarantee it Mm. because I'm going to the moon, but... (laughs) First in class in the First goddamn class. rocket to the moon. <laughs> yeah, in the rocket to the moon. But if I have the option to upgrade, I have thought about this. If I happen to walk up to the Emirates desk and I happen to say, hey, do you have anything in business class? And they happen to say yes. And it happens to be within a price point that I'm like, mm, that, that feels, feels good. good. I will be sitting in business class. Amazing. And I'm lucky manifesting that. Do I like my chances? I don't. (laughs) But But? that's the intention for now. Yes. So I'll keep you updated. Yes, the fuck you can. (laughs) Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm. I'm keen to stay like, you know, really close. Keep a close eye on you for that. Well, in two weeks, I'd say, yeah, episode four, you'll probably have an update because I'll be there. Keep us updated, please do. Look, I don't like my chances, but we'll see. Um, Okay. Final question. Would you consider doing low tick offers again? Yeah, I definitely would. So funny you ask. Because there is actually something coming in a couple of weeks time, probably two weeks time from when you're listening to this episode. Um, And you're welcome. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. You're welcome. And you're going to hear it here first. So did you stop doing low ticket um, offers for a bit? Well, it's not that I don't do low ticket offers. I would say evolution, limitless broadcast. There's so many ways now that you can even get in my world for a very low ticket um, price and that sort of yearish subscription situation. So I would say that if you do want to be in my world in a different capacity, evolution is a really good way to get in. And that's the video series that I drop every single month and um, they are sold in quarters. So you'll probably get access to episode one and two for the quarter. And then the next episode that you will receive is me in Europe, just living my life. So we'll leave that in the show notes. And Mm -hmm. that is an investment of a hundred $150 per quarter and you don't have to sign up for every quarter of course but that current quarter of Q1 is available and Limitless Broadcast is the other way to get in my world in a low ticket capacity so that is a broadcast that I plug into sometimes five days in a row sometimes I have three weeks off it just depends on what's moving in my life but you're in that for the entire year and that's Amazing. another low ticket offer outside of that something's coming yay exciting (laughs) stay tuned well that's all the questions i love it any final words no final words other than yes the fuck you can thank you for tuning in to today's episode you would have noticed a name change over on instagram it is now called the influential ceo podcast so head over there and give it a follow and some love if you are sharing to your stories make sure you tag me on both the podcast page and at riley may coaching i love to see the tags i love to connect with you and if you have any feedback from the podcast episodes i would equally love to know because there's just more that we get to bring to this space as well but thank you for tuning in we will be back in your ears next week Bye, guys.